0: Hi friends, it's Amy from Amy Latta Creations and I'm here today with my second ever podcast and this one is going to be all about my favorite supplies for hand lettering. I got a great response from you all on my first podcast, which was about creating a creative space that you love, and I talked all about renovating my craft room recently. So if you haven't heard that one, um, please download that, check it out, and let me know what you think, and I'd love to see what you're doing in your own craft rooms to make them your own. Today, I wanted to talk to you about um, one of my favorite things hand lettering, and I wanted to specifically address some of the most common questions that I'm asked when I lead workshops and talk to folks online, and that is what supplies do I need to get started, and what supplies do I want if I really want to invest in this hobby So today, I want to walk you through some of my favorite things, tell you why they're my favorites, where you can get them and uh, what you can use in lieu of them if some of them are too expensive, etc., Unfortunately, um, some of the things that I'm sharing are only available in the U.S. Um, I hate that my friends in other countries are not able to get the Tombow markers and things like that, but hopefully I will be able to give you some ideas for things that you can use in their place um, for those of you who are unable to get those. Um, But just a little bit of quick background. If you haven't yet grabbed one of my books, I am a hand lettering author. My first book, Hand Lettering, for relaxation came out in July of 2017. That one is designed for grown-ups and anybody who wants to letter. And my second one, Express Yourself, just came out last Tuesday, October the 2nd, and I'm super excited for that one. It's designed for kids ages 7 to 17, but I like to say that it's for people 7 to 70 because really it applies to everyone and has things that everyone can enjoy. It's just that the messaging and the specific doodles and things are directed at that kiddo age group. Um, I kind of had my boys ages 10 and 11 in mind when I was writing, And uh, the feedback I've gotten from their friends and some other folks um, that have checked out the book is that it's a hit. So hooray for that. Please check out those books and think about them as you're doing your holiday gifting. Um, And in the front of each of those books, you'll find a supply list. Uh, To guide my talk with you today here on the podcast, I'm actually going to be talking through the supply list that I have on page nine of Express Yourself and uh, specifically talking about some of those things in a little bit more detail and adding some things to that. So if you have that book, you have a reference in print as well uh, where you have those names of products written down. You can also go to amazon.com backslash shop backslash Amy Latta creations and and when you go there, it will take you to basically a place where you can shop from a curated list of all my favorite things, which I super love. Um, just FYI, that is affiliate sales. So if you click on something and buy it there, that means that I make a little bit of a commission off of what you purchase. Um, but that's one of the ways that I'm able to monetize and then provide things for you, like these podcasts and free tutorials, free practice pages, etc. So if you're looking to actually purchase some of the things I mentioned today, you can head over to amazon.com slash shop slash Amy Latta Creations and you can browse around my favorites and pick out the ones that you like. So let's go ahead and get started. When we talk about hand lettering, um, one of the things that I always say that you should have when you start out, basically you just need paper and a pencil and a marker. It's that easy. You also wanna make sure that you have an eraser, which is not necessarily attached to your pencil. So let's talk about those things in a little more detail. One of the biggest questions I get is what kind of paper do I need? When you're practicing, you're gonna want something like a sketchbook that you can have lots of sheets of paper in and just practice, practice, practice to your heart's content. And when you're getting a sketchbook, you are just looking for something with smooth, medium weight paper. I look for something in the 60 to 80 pound range. If you have no idea what that means, which I didn't when I started lettering, it means how heavy the paper is, how thick, and you're looking for a number somewhere on the sketchbook cover that tells you some number of pounds. So 60 to 80 is the range that we want, Less than that is going to be too thin, Um, and then more than that, your paper is going to be really hard and stiff, which is okay as long as it's smooth, but for practice, you uh, usually pay more for that, and we don't need that quality paper for our practicing. Um, what i actually do when i am choosing which sketchbook i want is i feel the pages i very rarely order a sketchbook online a lot of my other materials come through amazon or other websites but i have to buy my sketchbooks in person because I need to actually touch the paper myself uh, the one thing about hand lettering that can make it really difficult is if you have textured paper that's going to snag and catch your pens so you want your paper as smooth as it can possibly be. So it's not unusual to go into Michael's, into that sketchbook and drawing aisle and see me standing there just touching the pages of a sketchbook. I'm sure it's quite a sight. Um, If you ever see me doing that, come on over and say hi if I'm in your local Michael's feeling all the sketchbooks. But that's how I choose. I choose something with medium weight paper that is as smooth as it can possibly be. Now, if we're talking about making a project, we want heavier paper. We want something like a hot press watercolor paper or bristol board. Bristol board is a lot like cardstock. It's just a little bit more of a professional artist tool. And you can find that in your local craft and hobby store. I like to buy it in a 9 by 12 ream. Uh, you can get it in different sizes. But it's really nice for finished projects that you want to frame that kind of thing. The other thing, the hot press watercolor paper is similar and I like that better if I'm going to do like a watercolor background with my lettering in addition to just doing the letters and embellishments. The watercolor paper, you may not know, comes in hot press and cold press. I had no idea any of this when I started lettering cold press is what you usually see and think of with watercolor paper but as you know if you've ever done any watercolors that paper is textured and like we said a minute ago that's the number one enemy to good hand lettering so we're looking for something called hot press watercolor paper and that means that it's smooth and feels more like cardstock than it does watercolor paper but it has those same Absorbent qualities and is going to give your watercolor that beautiful blended look. So that's what we're looking for when it comes to a surface. For practice, we want a medium weight sketchbook, smooth as possible. For finished projects, we want hot press watercolor paper or Bristol board. Now let's talk about your pencil. I do not actually have a favorite pencil, some artists do. I do not. Any kind of pencil works just as well for me, I think because that's not part of my finished project. What I use a pencil for is to draw guidelines or my grid behind my letters, lightly, very lightly penciled in, and then I erase it. Um, You'll see me do that if you watch my Instagram stories every morning when I do my Bible journaling. You'll see that things are very lightly penciled in. I trace over them or letter over top, and then I go back and erase. So the pencil itself is not what's important. It's the eraser. So any kind of pencil, mechanical, whatever kind of pencil you have is fine. What matters is that high quality, super awesome eraser. And for me, that's usually not what's attached to my pencil. I have a love affair with Tombow Erasers, and that is just because I have tried all different kinds and brands and things, and they are absolutely the best on the market that I've found. Um, You may be thinking, wait a second, doesn't she work for Tombow? And in a sense, I kind of do. I'm a brand ambassador, but um, I don't typically get paid for what I do for Tombow, and that means that Basically, they send me new products when they come out so that I can play with them, test them, and tell you guys about them. Um, But I am sharing today and always my honest personal favorites. And when there is a company that makes something I like better, I will certainly let you know those things as well, as you'll see later on in this podcast. But for erasers, Tombow mono erasers are the best that I've ever found. Uh, they erase completely and cleanly. There is one called the Dust Catch, which I absolutely love because it. I do my Bible journaling on my lap, which I probably shouldn't. I should use a table or a desk, but I don't. And the eraser fuzzies uh, make a big mess all over my lap and my cat and the blanket if I use a regular eraser. And so I really like the dust catch because it minimizes that dust and keeps it contained. I'm not really sure how it works, but it does. The other Tombow mono erasers are awesome too. And there is a Tombow sand eraser that is really awesome at getting pen and marker up. All kinds of things that you usually can't erase. If you make a boo boo, you need to go back and fix it. That sand eraser, nine times out of ten, can erase whatever is the problem. So that's your paper, your pencil, and your eraser. Another thing that you might want to have on hand is a ruler or some kind of straight edge. I have to confess to you, I don't think I own a ruler. I know that's pathetic and silly. I have two kids in the sixth grade. We should certainly have a ruler in this house, but I don't think we do. I use the edge of a book. I use the edge of my phone. I use all kinds of stupid things. But the point is something straight that you can trace so that you can make guidelines for yourself and know that your lettering is straight. I do recommend a ruler. And if someone wants to buy me one for Christmas, I would be happy to accept Moving on, Uh, we obviously need markers, and that's what everyone's always real interested in is what markers do I need. So we need to separate here for a second hand lettering and brush lettering. So when we talk about lettering, what most people think of first is that beautiful brush style script. And it's the first thing I mention in all of my books. It's that contrast between thick and thin lines that gives us that hand-lettered font that's come to be so very popular. And for doing that, if you're doing the actual brush technique, you need brush pens. However, most people don't start out with that brush technique. It's very difficult. And as I tell folks in my workshops, it takes a lot more than an hour to perfect it. I filled about eight sketchbooks just with the alphabet, just practicing those letters over and over and mastering that technique before I really felt like I was able to do it with any semblance of regularity. So it's something that you want to develop over time. And in the meantime, to get that look, we do something called faux calligraphy. There's also lots of other fonts and embellishments and things that go with hand lettering. And all of those things, the faux calligraphy, the other print fonts, other script fonts, for those things you can use regular bullet tip markers. You can use chalk. You can use Crayola markers. You can use Sharpies. You can use anything your little heart desires. Um, When we're talking about brush lettering though, we need special brush pens. And the reason that a brush pen is called a brush pen is because its tip is specially formulated to mimic the action of a paintbrush. It responds to the pressure that you apply. So you push hard and you get nice big thick dark downstrokes. You don't push hard and you get thin, fine upstrokes. And that's what gives us that contrast between thick and thin lines. And in my books and on my website at amyladdocreations.com, there's lots, lots more about this technique to guide you through how to do it. For now, though, I need to tell you what you need to do it, the brush pen. So my absolute favorite brush tip marker is called the Tombow Fudenosuke. And I could be saying that wrong. I think I have finally gotten it, but Tombo Fudenosuke. It's F U D E N O S U K E. Tombo Fudenosuke. And it is a thin brush tip pen. It was originally only available in black or a dual tip black and gray. But a couple weeks ago, Tombow rocked the socks of the lettering world, and they released a pack of 10 different colors. And they've got red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, pink, brown, gray, and black. And they are flipping amazing. I love, love, love them. They respond to pressure so beautifully, and they are my go-to pens. I cannot tell you how much I love this pen. Almost anything that you see written in that brush script in any of my books is all done with the Fudenosuke pen. So it's my definite favorite. I recommended 110%. Pentel also makes a brush pen that's similar in size, available in more colors. Um, It's called the Pentel Sign Pen with Brush Tip. But the Pentel Sign Pen with Brush Tip has one difference that makes me not like it as well, which is that over time, As you use it, the, I don't know how I want to say this. I'm not sure exactly what happens to it, but you stop seeing as much contrast between thick and thin. So I I don't know whether it's that the tip stops responding as well to the pressure or if it spreads out, but I get super frustrated because at first it's beautiful. And then when I try to do my upstrokes, they're too thick. So whatever the cause is, that's what happens. So you can start out with the Pentels, but long-term the Tombos hold up a lot better over time as you continue to letter with them. There are also what's called Tombow Dual Brush Markers, and the Tombow Dual Brush Markers are some of my favorite tools. They have two ends, that's why they're dual brush tip. One end is a large wide brush tip that you can use for brush lettering. For me personally, it's almost too big for brush lettering, so I tend to use that end more for coloring and watercolor effects, but you can use it for brush lettering. The other end is a small fine bullet tip, so it's nice because you get the two tips in one, and these are water-based, so they blend beautifully, and you can do all kinds of tricks with them if you color with them on a non-absorbent surface you can go back with an aqua pen or with a blender pen that comes with the Tombow Dual Brush pens and you can pick that color up and then paint with it. There's all kinds of neat things that you can do and on my website and in my books you can see more about that but these Tombow Dual Brush pens are are, I would say, a must-have at least one set of them. They come in 96 colors, but you buy them in packs of 10. It's nine colors plus the colorless blender pen, and they come in different palettes. So there's um, my favorite, the brights. The primaries are good, too, if you want a real red. There's also pastels, which are meh. You know, I'm not a huge pastel girl, but there's some pretty colors in there. I love the galaxy set. So there's lots of different uh, color families and palettes that you can choose from. You can find these as well as the Fudunasukis on TombowUSA.com or like I said, you can go to my Amazon shop and you can click there. Amazon will have them to your door in two days with Prime. So um, those are definitely something that you're going to want to put on your Christmas wish list as a set of those Tombow Dual Brush Pens. Uh, That is my recommendation for the brush lettering. You'll also notice that when I do my designs, I tend to do some some of the work um, with a fine line black marker. Now there's lots of those out there. There are Sakura Microns, which a lot of people really like. There are Faber-Castle uh, fine line drawing pens. Tombow makes the Tombow mono drawing pens. And honestly, you know, it's one kind of apple versus another. It's not apples and oranges, if that makes sense. So they basically are all the same. They come in the same size variant, so you'll get a 01, which is super duper extra fine, You'll get a 03, which is a pretty fine line, a 05, which is a little bit thicker. And those are what I like to use for, you know, tracing outlines around colored letters. They're what I like to use for that real small fine print that goes along with my big brush script. You're definitely going to want, at some point if you continue this hobby, at least a pack of one of those kinds of these markers so again you know you it doesn't matter which brand you get but you're going to want fine line black markers that are zero one zero three and zero five now faber labels theirs differently it doesn't come with the number theirs are labeled like extra small small and medium but it's the same thing they're the same widths, um same pens One other supply that you're definitely going to want to invest in is actually really inexpensive. It is a white gel pen and this is useful for highlights on your letters. This works beautifully when you've written in black and then you want to highlight white over top. It also works on top of color. I personally like the Sakura Jelly Roll white pen, but there are plenty of them out there on the market. That's just the one that I happen to have. Really affordable. You can find it easily on Amazon. Um, but the Sakura Jelly Roll white gel pen will allow you to put accents on top of your letters. Uh, I like to draw lines and then little dots, and it just adds extra depth and dimension. your lettering and you can see examples of that if you look at my work uh, because I tend to use that quite a lot. The last supply that I want to mention is paint pens and chalk pens. These are necessary when you want to letter on something that is not a paper medium. So if you want to make let's say a wooden sign for in your home, You're going to want to use a paint pen for that, or maybe you want to make some chalkboard art. You're going to want a chalk pen because the regular markers and pens are not going to work on those surfaces. Also, just a quick note, all of the ones that I'm going to be talking to you about are only available in a bullet tip or chisel tip kind of style they don't come as brush pens which is super frustrating i would love 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 if some company could find a way to make a brush tip paint pen i understand after talking to some of the folks at plaid about manufacturing something like that i understand the challenges that they face and why there's not one yet um, so in the meantime while i wait for someone to magically figure that out for me um, we have to use our faux calligraphy technique rather than our actual brush script. But um, the markers that you're going to want to use, I have lots of different kinds of paint markers. I have deco color acrylic paint paint pens. I have um, Elmer's. I have the Elmer's Painters you can get at Walmart. I have Sharpie uh, paint pens that you can get at Walmart, Amazon. Honestly, I don't know that I prefer any one to another. They're available, all of them in different size tips. They all work beautifully, they cover nicely, they stay on. So I think it's one of those things where whichever one you grab, whichever one has the color that you have in mind, you're going to be a-okay with that. You can't really go wrong when you're picking out those paint pens. I also have lots of different brands of chalk markers and chalk pens. There's Chalkola, there's a David Tutera chalk pen, there's American Decor chalk markers, uh, lots of different kinds available. And again, I would say that for the most part, um, whatever you find that's a tip that you like and colors that you like, you can't really go wrong. But chalk pens and paint pens are are what you want when you're working on something that's not going to be just a regular paper surface. So those are sort of your specialty tools that you're going to want from time to time. So that's just a quick overview of some of my favorite must-have lettering supplies. There of course are lots of other additional options, things that you can use. I don't know that you could ever have all the lettering supplies i don't know that you could ever have such a thing as enough or too many i know from cleaning out my craft room last week that you can definitely have too many craft supplies but i'm not so sure that lettering supplies um, fall into that category because i think i kept them all and i have them all organized real nicely for the moment and i use them regularly i hope that this gives you a general overview of what you need so remember we need any kind of pencil but an awesome eraser like the Tombow Mono, we need a medium weight, super smooth sketchbook. We want that Tombow Fudenosuke. We want Tombow dual brush pens. We want a Sakura white gel pen. And then we want some kind of fine tip black marker that we can use for our detail work. So again, you can find a full list of these in the front of each of my books. You can also go to Amazon.com backslash shop slash Creations, and you can browse through all my favorite things. You can shop directly from there and all of the wonderful things will show up on your doorstep in two days because we love Prime. So um, I hope that this is helpful to you as you get started with or continue your lettering journey and please stop by my website at amylattacreations.com. If you click on hand lettering in the main menu bar it will take you to free practice pages that you can print out, as well as lots of tutorials and also ideas for hand-lettered projects. This is a great time of year to make beautiful DIY projects for holiday gifting, um, so you can definitely get some ideas there for how to use your lettering off the page, something that you can gift to your family and friends. So I hope you find lots of inspiration there. Please follow along on social media at Amy Ladder Creations. And if you liked this podcast, please subscribe, keep listening, and share it with your friends uh, so that we can inspire the world one person at a time. Have a great day, friends.